I'm Halima Atta, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Perspective. So, as all of my avid listeners know, I'm currently a junior in high school, and with the ripe age of 16 comes significantly more responsibility as a functioning member of society. But to disregard all other facets of life that come with being a young adult, there's independence. And in our country, that can translate into the typical like driving and license, maybe debit card, I don't know. But most prevalent of all among my classmates is employment. Maybe it's not the most prevalent, but for the sake of this episode and convenience, we'll consider it to be. So jobs, working, entering the workforce are all a huge aspect of being a teen, a high school student, and generally speaking, a young adult. But working a job as a young adult or student primarily isn't a black and white concept. There are so many issues that pertain to young adults entering the workforce covering a wide range of situations, whether in college looking to save money, pay for tuition, in high school looking for a way to prevent leeching off of your parents for unnecessary purchases, or when you're presented with unfortunate familial situations which would force one to enter the workforce for financial support, with being employed as a young adult comes implications. Both positive and negative, these implications can influence life after temporary employment, so a part-time job at a fast food restaurant, for example, due to a multitude of reasons. For example, working hours. Although there are limitations on the amount of time minors or students can work, when calculating the time students are in school and at work, finding time to contribute to schoolwork, extracurriculars, etc. can produce negative effects for employed students, affecting school performance. On the contrary, being employed as a young adult reaps many benefits, whether a high school student or in college. Holding a job can instill important skills and life values in impressionable individuals. But perhaps the most notable topic point, as it pertains to the futures of young adults, have schools prepared us enough to enter the workforce? Continue listening to gain a deeper understanding of student employment, including the positive and negative ramifications of holding a job, the issue of job attainability, and particularly if K-12 learning programs have prepared students for entrance into the workforce. So the majority of benefits reaped by teen employment relate to the obtaining of valuable life skills. Working as a teen is usually one, a job at entry level. Therefore, although it seems unlikely, flipping burgers and taking orders at a local fast food restaurant or folding clothes at a retail store can teach skills which are imperative for the future more than any other position. Employment can instill responsibility, good work ethic, the ability to work as a team, and time management in young adults. So, for example, if a student has a job and they're in school as a student, obviously, they need to be able to have the proper time allocation skills to be able to complete their homework and receive good grades in school, receive good scores, as well as being able to stay at their job and stay employed. That's That translates to time management, which is a good skill to have for not just school and not just academics. It's not just exclusive to high school or college life, but to our futures, to our lives as a whole. Not to mention, showing up to work every day is a responsibility in itself. This translates to school. If you're committed to showing up to work every day on time to do your job, you're also going to be more likely to show up to school every day and complete your work on time for a grade. These things are all related and linked together. And observed in most jobs more than any other, being able to work as a team is something that can be seen in flipping burgers at a fast food restaurant, in folding clothes at a retail store, etc. 
being able to work with other people towards a common goal of getting a paycheck at the end of the week or at the end of the month is something that is a really valuable life skill to have. Being able to work well with other people without arguments, without drama is something that's so useful for the future. I think the aspect of this topic that holds the most weight is the fact that getting a job to earn financial compensation means you must keep the job in order to reach your end goal, which is financial compensation. Therefore, employees do whatever is necessary to ensure job stability. So in teens, young adults, students, this adherence to protocol and rules in itself establishes a good sense of discipline. But next to that comes the previously mentioned skills, which are all beneficial for students. And perhaps one of the most well-known positive implications of teen employment, the effect it has on college. Colleges deem applicants who possess these valuable life skills like responsibility, good time management skills, desirable during the admissions process. Thus, it isn't a surprise that they admire those who partake in extracurricular activities in which teen employees are included in. Many don't realize that extracurriculars aren't solely sports and school-sponsored clubs. It's really anything done outside of traditional school hours that isn't exclusive to school, academics, or class. And for those working to save money, or working in general, it shows commitment, a valuable trait observed in successful college applicants. So there's just something so useful about sweeping floors willingly at your local mall, which translates to ultimate success. Overall, as proven by these statements, work experience as a teen holds a lot of value in terms of academics, and not only that, but life skills. But with every positive consequence of an issue comes a negative. Contrary to the time management skill discussed in the previous section, holding a job could conversely lead to poor time allocation. We see this in situations where students must work a job for financial stability to support their families, for example. Not everyone is able to balance school with work, and as observed in many cases, this can prove to be unfortunate. This can lead to issues with priorities, leaving students who have to have a job to fail classes along with a plethora of other academic downsides. So this negative implication logic can really be applied to the previously mentioned skills. For example, holding a job, as I previously mentioned, as a student, as a young adult, can help you induce better work ethic. However, as a negative, as a con to this, a downside, academically speaking, holding a job could also lead to you having a poorer work ethic in school because you're spending more time at your job, you're prioritizing your job, meaning that you're going to do worse in school in that aspect of in that aspect of work ethic. You're going to put less effort into your assignments because work is a priority of yours, which school does not correlate with. Not to mention the same way that having a job being employed as a young adult can induce responsibility it can lead to you being less committed as a student because that really relates to priorities once again so these negative implications can also be applied to the previously mentioned skills that one can obtain through having a job as a young adult or as a student but these pros and cons can go either way for example there is evidence that shows that those who steadily hold a job in high school have higher graduation rates whereas there is also evidence which shows that working less instead reaps more valuable benefits such as better grades in school and overall academic performance. So it really boils down to an individual level. It depends on each individual, whether in the workforce or not. We all have different strengths which can be amplified by holding a job or not holding a job, conversely. But it depends on each of us as individuals to determine if holding a job is beneficial to us or not. The effects are subjective. It's always important to establish the statistical standing of any quantifiable topic. 
So according to a study conducted by the Brookings Institution, the share of teens participating in the labor force peaked 40 years ago and has declined ever since. In 1979, nearly 60% of American teenagers were employed, an all-time high. Today, just over one-third, or 35%, of teens between the ages of 16 and 19 are part of the workforce. To run back to my primary observation, though, it's odd that the conversation of employment is so heavily discussed within my classmates, but it doesn't translate to high teen employment in the stats. So here it's integral to consider why many of these students are opting not to take these jobs available to them. One, the rigor of school is increasing. I don't need a source to even explain why this is true, so take my first-hand account. As a junior, I'm enduring one of the hardest years of high school, arguably the hardest, actually not even just one of. The workload is challenging, and as I've referenced in several of my episodes delving into stress and how it relates to school, which you should listen to if you haven't, it's not easy to allocate time to studying and completing assignments on time. And this is all disregarding additional graduation requirements, such as service hours, so volunteer work, and in many cases, extracurricular clubs and sports and activities. And the same way that I mentioned that colleges really desire and admire students that are well-rounded, meaning that they have a good balance of extracurriculars and academics, whatever, like volunteer work, etc. You cannot just say that and then not do it. Meaning that every student, as far as the ones that I'm connected with or linked to, we're all constantly making an effort to adhere to these protocols that these colleges have put out for us, that our schools have set out for us. These expectations are hard to reach. It's not something that just happens. As soon as you become a junior, you're doing your work. I'm currently in four AP classes, and I can say that AP Chem is not fun. It is not easy. And I can say the same about APUSH and the same about AP Seminar. Like, there's so many classes that I'm involved in, and it's not a simple study, then do the work, and you're done. There's so much time and preparation that goes into it for all students, not even just me. And that means that having to have a a job thrown into this means that it becomes increasingly more difficult to preserve this balance. So that's a really clear reason why many choose not to obtain a job as young students. It's hard, and with school being the main thing that we should prioritize, that we're expected to prioritize, not just by our parents, but by our schools, by the system in general, it's really difficult to be able to juggle that with employment, which is also not an easy thing. Also, another factor to consider is that these young adults, these teens entering the workforce, becoming employed, are minors. So another reason why some may not be able to work is because of their parents or their guardians' rules. I can attest to this. I'm not allowed to work in high school. My sisters, I have two older sisters above me. They were not able to work in high school, and I have to adhere to the same rules and protocols that my parents set. I just have to. And this rule, like the whole foundation of this rule, can be attributed to the increasing importance of education in our society, in our country, and its importance in having a successful future. Here, college is seen as the only option, the main escape. So it's fair. <laughs> Why don't I say escape? It's not like we're all like felons or something running from like a bad, like, no, that's not what I'm trying to apply. What I'm getting to here is that the importance of education in our society today makes it, paints it out as as though college is the one way that we're able to succeed. And while that can be true in a lot of different scenarios, it can be understood, that's why it's understandable that a lot of parents don't want to jeopardize that in any way possible for their children. And that's not to say that parents that let their kids work don't care about their kids' education. 
It's just one lens to consider. So this next point translates into the next aspect of this issue, job attainability. One of the main reasons why significantly less teens have jobs now than last recorded in the Brookings Institution study can be connected to the economy. More specifically, are there even jobs out there for teens to work? The previously mentioned study found that in addition to the time constraints on kids, a reduced demand for low-wage work and increased competition from older workers, among other factors, have also contributed to the sharp drop in labor force participation. So what this statement is showing is that Teens wanting to enter the workforce and not being successful in their attempts, that's all just attributed to them not meeting the qualifications for jobs because, I don't know how to put this, but there's not that many qualifications to be able to work at a fast food restaurant. So this can also be attributed to the competition, the competitive nature in the workforce, which is something that hasn't been observed in the past. People simply aren't leaving the labor force like they used to. It's overpopulated. It's crowded, meaning there's a lot less availability for jobs for teens and for younger people who are viewed as lacking experience because, you know, many teens don't have jobs prior to getting an entry-level one. As opposed to the past where you would get a job, work for a substantial amount of time, then retire. Individuals are now retiring from their current jobs and are transitioning to entry-level positions. And we can thank the American government for that. There's so many layers to that. But really what I'm trying to get at, the focal point of this whole statement and study, is that the job industry is competitive. And with less people able to just retire in a snap, more older workers are now stepping down from their main jobs that they've been working their whole lives and stepping down into entry-level jobs to earn an income that they don't have in their savings, meaning that there's less availability for jobs for younger workers who have less experience and who are viewed as inferior in the application process. And the last point I want to touch on is school preparing students for the workforce. There are so many different aspects of school life to consider here in terms of outcomes of students. So there's one, those who want to go to college and get a job to make money to pay for the very expensive tuition. And there's also those who are going directly from high school to the workforce. So given all of these odds, there's really the proposition of a question, meaning is it really worth it to get a job, to even attempt to get a job when there's such a competitive nature, a competitive aspect of the workforce with old people, that sounds derogatory, with older workers now stepping down from their established jobs to the entry-level position, taking jobs away from younger students, from younger adults. Previously proposed question briefly, blatantly, no. Schools really aren't preparing students to enter the workforce. Schools really are painting this image that it goes K through 12 college doctor or K through 12 college architect, something like prestigious, not knowing that there's so many other jobs that drive our economy, that drive our society, that drive our country. Not everybody's going to become a doctor. Not everybody's going to become a writer or a novelist, which is the way that our school system paints it to be. And if there's one thing you know about my show, it's that I love to complain about school, not just because I hate work, but because there's a lot of issues within the school system, which sucks, but that's the way it is. And those issues translate to disparities within students who have different career interests. Because as I just said, I want to reiterate, not every student wants to become a doctor. Not every student wants to become a scientist. And these jobs are a lot more scarce than these K-12 programs pay them to be, meaning that we enter the workforce or that we enter college with a warped sense of what the job, the labor force will be like. 
And this only makes it worse and even more unbearable for students that aren't going to college because college isn't the only option for students, for high school graduates. A lot of people are going to enter college a lot, I mean, a lot of people are going to leave high school and directly enter the workforce, whether they have a job already set out for them, their family, their connections, etc., or whether they're going to be searching for a job in a gap year, perhaps. Meaning school should be putting forth a lot more effort to educating students on the workforce, what it's, what it's going to be like, what jobs are available to us, which ones are more attainable, salary amounts, etc. Because there's no reason why we shouldn't be learning about these integral things every single year of our K through 12 experience or every single year of our learning experiences, especially in high school, where we're literally about to graduate, where some people are going to be faced with entering the workforce and finding a job immediately. Meaning that there's no reason why all this information should be thrown into one class that's optional that isn't even available to most students like personal finance honors, which I'm enrolled in. What I'm getting to here is that schools should be putting in significantly more effort to teaching students about the workforce, because the more educated we are on it, the better chance we'll have at succeeding in the labor force as adults. For young adults, obtaining a job represents independence, reaping a plethora of benefits. But with the decreasing number of jobs open combined with the increasing intensity of school in a work-driven society, is getting a job even attainable anymore? The answer to that is subjective, and it depends on every single individual, what their limits are, what they can handle, and what their future career goals look like. With that being said, I hope that you were able to learn something new from this episode and possibly take something away from learning about youth, employment, and its implications in our society. Be sure to tune in next week for a new episode, and I'll see you next Thursday on A Little Perspective. (laughs)